Each time a woman doesn't get what she wants out of a negotiation, an angel loses its wings. My mission this week is to stop these angels from losing so many wings. Women have a lot of power, but we don't always know how to hold on to it. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. Go see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, we're going to examine what it takes to become a strong negotiator. I'm not sure that you're doing it right. And there's no better time to figure that out than right now. Negotiation is a funny thing. Or at least, that's what I've noticed. Just to be clear right off the bat, my perspective of the business world is biased. Because of what I do every day, I see mostly women entrepreneurs and how they run things. So when I suggest what I'm about to suggest, I'm informed by what I see, not by what everyone in the world is doing. And what I see, when women negotiate, it's beautiful. Unlike the competitive nature and catty interactions you read about in the media, what I watch is honest. It's most often two women being transparent with one another. None of the women I know want to feel taken, so to speak. So they work really hard at making sure the other party is being heard. She also doesn't want to make anyone she's working with feel like she's pulling the wool over their eyes. So she does her best to be straightforward. To illustrate what she means so that it's crystal clear. Her approach is softer than the stereotypical negotiator. She doesn't show up with guns blazing. She instead holds out an olive branch right at the start of the thing, hoping that the person on the other side will grab hold and do this with her, together. Doesn't that sound just lovely? But when it comes to negotiation, it's not. In an effort to feel heard, women often come to the table not realizing that the power dynamic is out of whack. Because when you're at the start of a negotiation, you're not yet in a true position of power. You're meeting someone with an ask, right? And you want to get what you're asking for. So if you show up and put all your cards on display, offering your fully transparent self and revealing everything that you've got, you're essentially handing your power over to the other party. Start a negotiation that way and you've already lost. Time and time again, I've watched members of the Founding Moms and my colleagues lose. Oh no. One friend of mine, Molly, recently lost really badly. She wanted to get a sweet deal out of a negotiation with a potential web developer. And then in that same week, she spoke to a potential sponsor about contributing a big pile of dough to her company. She'd been showing off to me a few weeks earlier about how she'd had these calls lined up. They were big named people in her industry and she felt confident that she'd impress them enough that they'd get on board with exactly what she wanted. It was 10 minutes into the call with the web developer that she realized she was so set on getting him to like her 
that she didn't know how to get out of the convo, what she really wanted. It was 10 minutes into the call with the web developer that she realized she was so set on getting him to like her that she didn't know how to get out of the convo what she really wanted, which was a much lower number than he'd originally quoted her. She told me that she noticed each time she'd want to steer the conversation towards talking numbers, she'd bounce back to her own accolades and the reasons that he should work with her, which she knew even during that conversation was wholly unnecessary. He was ready to go. That conversation made a dent in her confidence about the call she had days later, the one with the potential sponsor. In an effort to appear nice, she said, she was 100% transparent about her numbers, telling them that she didn't have a huge mailing list and that she barely touched her social media accounts anymore. She was using honesty as currency, but it isn't ideal if you haven't made the deal yet. By the time she got to the end of that call, the sponsor expressed that they wanted to wait a few weeks to see if her numbers changed. Let me translate that for you. They bailed on Molly. In both instances, maybe Molly was scared to talk numbers. Maybe she didn't have the confidence she thought she had to negotiate in a helpful way. But the problem that she really had was her own fear of rejection. She was so transparent and honest, very admirable qualities. But they don't work well when you're negotiating with someone. They strip the power out from under you. You can't sound confident and share how dismal your numbers are. You can't sound powerful and attempt to convince someone how awesome you are. Clarity can be a casualty. Kindness can be a negotiation killer. All of the qualities that we as a culture instruct women to respect the most and the things that we're really good at, transparency, vulnerability, authenticity, they can become tragic parts of a negotiation. In these negotiations, I want you to get your power back. I want you to know that likability is not on the line when you enter a negotiation. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Because if you did, they wouldn't even be showing up to the negotiation in the first place. You don't have to sell yourself short, lower your numbers, or put the folks you're talking to first. Because then they get all the power, they get what they want, and you don't. I can hear your reactions the way Molly reacted when I told her these things. To her, it felt so mean. It felt like she'd be perceived as a bully or a liar. She didn't want to come off as a nasty business person. She surely didn't want to introduce a side of herself that wasn't authentic. And suggesting that she be so straightforward, she told me that just wasn't her. Hopefully you can hear what she didn't realize until I pointed it out. These feelings, mean, nasty, they're just that, feelings. She associates being straightforward with negativity. She's taught herself that taking her power back is something that only bullies do. I gotta tell you, it's certainly not true. Nor is it a reflection of who you are as a businesswoman. I encourage you to get out there and negotiate like a queen. Let yourself feel that new confidence. Go after what you want and don't settle for less. Ever. And now, a word from our sponsors. What if professional marketing was easy? 
If you struggle to create effective, budget-friendly marketing, Poster My Wall is the solution you've dreamed of. The Poster My Wall platform empowers you to create, customize, schedule, and publish your own graphics, videos, and emails in minutes. Create professional quality flyers, post social media content, publish email newsletters, and more, all from a single platform. It's fast, easy, and affordable. Try it free today. Go to bit.ly slash tryoutpostermywall now. That's bit.ly slash tryoutpostermywall now. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message or ask me a question so that I can address it in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and Molly for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.